Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hello, everybody. Before we dive into today's episode, quick reminder to enter the Passionate and Prosperous March giveaway. If you have coffee as part of your morning routine, you are going to want to up your game by adding an affirmation to your morning coffee. Enter your name and email at www.stacybrassrussell.com forward slash PP giveaway, and you could win a gorgeous, and I mean gorgeous, coffee mug that says right on it, I am living my most passionate and prosperous life. So while you're drinking your coffee, you will be inputting this powerful affirmation into your subconscious. I mean, who doesn't want that? So that's www.stacybrassrussell.com forward slash PP giveaway. Giveaway is spelled G-I-V-E-A-W-A-Y. Not that I don't think you know that, but just thought I'd add that. You can enter at any time during this month of March, and then I'll draw the winner and send out this awesome mug to a lucky winner. I'm not promoting this anywhere other than on the episodes because this is only for listeners of the show. And with that, kick back and enjoy episode 21 of Passionate and Prosperous. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So I'm really feeling called to dive into some talk about the words that we choose to use when communicating with ourselves, with others, with the universe, and especially the words that we use to describe what we are experiencing and our desires. So first, let's be real. We do this all day long, even when we're sleeping. There's very little time that we're not using words to analyze, describe, quantify, understand, or communicate what is going on for us. And So we do it silently, right, to ourselves, like, that's your thoughts, but you still think in words, right? So that's your silent thoughts. We do it silently when we're speaking to the universe or to God or, you know, whatever you may believe is some sort of greater source, right? And we do it out loud. (laughs) We don't only do it out loud to other people. Like when we're speaking to someone else, we're having a conversation. We even like talk to ourselves or talk out loud to the universe or God or source. I even talk to my pets. I mean, you know, I know that we all talk to our pets. I talk to my cats constantly. So the bottom line is that this form of talking, whether it's talking out loud or talking to ourselves silently is something that we're pretty much doing. I feel like during our all waking hours and probably when we sleep, like in some form of dreaming, right? And so just a little side note, 
this is what meditation is for, just so you know. Like meditation is based in the in the in the idea that having words in your brain nonstop is not good, <laughs> that it's exhausting, and that your brain needs time to be calm, cleaned out, whatever you want to call it. It needs to have nothing in it. And that's what meditation is. Because if you don't intentionally do something to get the words out, there's just words. There's just words, nonstop words, 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 your thoughts, what you, yeah, ah, words, right? So meditation is so important because it's really important to not have words all the time in your brain, okay? But so are words. <laughs> words are important too. They are extensions of our thoughts, and there's a really, really deep and complex connection between our thoughts, our words, and our experiences, mostly our experience of life. So why did I think that this was an important Thing to come talk to you about. Well, I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's because I'm concerned. I am seriously concerned with the way that you speak to yourself about yourself and what you're conveying to the universe. And when I say you, you know, yes, I'm talking to you. Like if you're literally like listening, I am talking to you, but I'm also obviously talking more about a collective you, right? I really do care about how you, how I, how we all speak to ourselves and to others. And when I say others, I really am always including like the universe. You'll always hear me say the universe and you can substitute in to the universe, whatever works for you. Meaning some people really do have a a specific relationship to the word God. Some people have a relationship to the word source or, or whatever. You know what I mean? That that which is greater than just being a human being. So whatever that is for you, okay? So the reason why this is so important is because the way that we communicate what is going on with us, the way that we that we share our our um, experiences through our words, right, shapes our experiences. So it's kind of like, you know, the whole, like, the, what came first, the chicken or the egg? With our thoughts and our words and our experiences, it kind of also applies to this because it's it's not always easy to figure out whether the reason that you're having an experience of something is because you keep saying what you're experiencing And so you're going to keep repeating that experience over and over and over again because you're saying it over and over again. Or if you believe something to be true and because it's what you believe, you create that experience for yourself over and over and over, right? So it's kind of like it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's sort of like a circuit where it's hard to know what came first, but it's sort of like our beliefs can create our experiences and then our experiences can confirm or also create our beliefs. And the reason why words are so important is because the words that we choose to use are going to either create an experience that we would like to be having or confirm an experience that we're not liking and have us repeat that because we're saying it over and over again. So I am a coach. I think you know that. And I get to talk to people every single day. 
And when I talk to my clients, not only am I helping them with their businesses and we're working on strategy and we're working on, you know, all the important things that you hear me talking about on the show about niche and about message and about who their ideal clients are and about what they're offering and their passionate offer and all those things. I work on all of that with my clients. But what I also work on with every single one of my clients is their mindset. Because in order to do what we're all doing, and you know this, this is what this whole show is about, right? I try to make it a combination of talking about some some really important foundational things that you need to, to know and do and put in place for your business, right? The strategy part, the stuff about like who do you serve and all that, as well as what you need to be thinking and believing about yourself, And what is possible for you in order for you to make it happen. Because if you're listening to the show and you are one of the passionate and prosperous coaches, creatives, um, service-driven entrepreneurs, passionate, multi-passionate, purpose-driven, right? All these words, mission-driven. I love all these words. I say these words all the time to describe us because when that's who we are, we have to have a certain level of of fortitude and resilience and positive mindset and believing. And we need all these things in place in order to like make our stuff happen, right? Because we're not just like going and look, if you're still going somewhere where someone pays you, where someone else pays you, great. Um, you know, I always say I celebrate that. If you have a way of like funding your dream, yay. But for Those of us who are really building businesses where we're trying to create the level of impact, success, wealth, you know, fulfillment, whatever you want to say is the reason that you're doing your passionate and prosperous business, to do that, to make your own business, to be an entrepreneur, you've got to have certain mindset things in place. You've got to have certain uh, habits and behaviors and rituals and practices and things that you do to support yourself being able to be successful. And the way that you communicate and the words that you choose when you're talking to yourself, to others, and to the universe is going to play a huge part in that success. So I'm going to start giving you some examples because I talk to my clients every single day. Oh, and I also want to say I've not only done this work for myself, but I do it every day. Like, I don't think that it's ever possible to become so perfect with like your thoughts and words that you never, ever, ever have to be paying attention and adjusting when you're having a certain thought or saying a certain thing that there's there's almost always going to be something that slips in where you go, oh, wait a minute. I think I want to say that or think that a different way. So. One of the things that I focus on with my clients is what are you experiencing that you're not liking and what would you like instead? And here is what I'm going to tell you. Most people, when you ask them what they are not liking about their experience, and when I say what you're not liking, that's like a um, um, a blanket question, meaning like what in this moment would you like to be experiencing differently, right? Um, what, what 
would you like, what, what's going on in your business that you'd like to have differently? What's going on in your life that you'd like to have differently? What's, what's going on in the way that you're thinking about yourself? How, how about in the way that you're feeling? Um, we always have something going on that we could like make different or have different. And when I ask my clients this question, what would you like to be experiencing differently? Most of the time, most people, and this is actually, I don't even want to keep saying my clients because I've been talking about this for like 20 years, even with my yoga students, okay? Most people can talk forever and endlessly about what they're not liking and what they don't want. And when you keep saying, when I keep saying, great, I I feel really clear about what you're not liking and what you don't want, what you don't want to do, what you don't want to be experiencing, what you don't want to have. But I, I feel really clear on what you're not liking and what you don't want. What would you like instead? And most people are not able as easily to express what they would like instead of what they would not like. And it's very, very easy for our brains to focus on what we're not liking, what we're not wanting, than what we would like and what we would like to change. And this is, you know, I always talk about this. This is the human brain. This is the way the human brain comes to you on its default setting, right? I've I've been hearing from some people, um, some feedback People are like, I love when you talk about the default setting of the brain. I'm like, good, because it's such an important thing for us to always be aware of that, like, that our brain resets to the factory settings, like, pretty regularly. And the more that you do the practices and the work, the more that you wake up every single day and take some time in the morning to make sure that you, that you do some meditation, right? Clear the words that you do that and that you put in, right? Better words, which is, a little bit about what this episode is about. Like, I'm not really going to be going totally into like the whole affirmation thing. I'm really going to be focusing more on, on literally how we talk to ourselves um, when we're conversing to ourselves and to others. Um, And affirmations are also words, as you know, and putting in positive affirmations to your brain is really important. And that is a practice that I do every single day. Um, So So the reason that we have to do these things every single day, wake up, do some meditation, affirm ourselves, put the words in that are the ones that are going to serve us at the highest level that are actually going to help us, right? Replacing the, the, the things that we might be saying, the negative stuff, the critical stuff with affirmations. That's really important. Um, having the practice that we do to get connected to our breath and our bodies so that we can feel more connected to our aliveness and to like the spark, you know, that makes us human. We have to do these things every single day or we forget. We forget that being human is magical. We forget that being alive is a gift. We forget that we have so many things going on that are wonderful and working, even when we have things that are not going well and that are not working, right? There's always something that is. You can just begin with like, holy shit, I woke up. I'm alive, right? I can't remember if I ever told you this, but over a year ago, like in the beginning of 2021, I started a practice where every single morning 
I take a selfie within the first, like, I try to do it like the minute I wake up, but sometimes I forget and I do it like 10 minutes after. But I take a selfie every single morning. I do post it on Instagram um, stories. And part of the reason why I do that, to be honest with you, is for accountability. I do it because it's become a ritual. It's become a habit. And the thing that started it, I'm being really, really vulnerable right now. The thing that started it was that I was having a really crappy time in the beginning of last year. I had some physical health stuff going on. I had a lot of stuff going on, some family drama. There was just a lot. And I was feeling really shitty. And I decided that I needed to wake up every single day and at a minimum, even if I was going to then enter into a day where I was aware of the fact that I was having these migraine headaches and that I had all this like stress going on in my life and things were like not going perfectly, that I could wake up every single day and remind myself that I was grateful that I woke up and that I was alive. And I also started making it a habit to open up the window so that I could hear the birds outside my window because that little practice in the morning of like grateful I woke up and alive, listen to the birds, take my selfie, do a little silence meditation affirmation, that brought me back in touch with my aliveness and my spark of just literally being grateful that being human is a magical experience. So I'm just sharing that with you because we need to remind ourselves of that every single day right? We do. We forget. We forget. It's literally what the whole philosophy of yoga was created, right? Yoga is a philosophy. It's like the oldest philosophy. And if you study yoga and you really understand yoga, like from a scholarly point of view, not from the doing the poses only, you're going to learn that like the whole crux of yoga is that human beings forget their true nature And start associating themselves with their thoughts and their ego and their words, (laughs) okay? So anyway, so the fact that it's really, really difficult for us to stay in the focusing on what we would like and what we would desire, right, is not – you're not faulty. Like there's nothing wrong with you if you're identifying with this. It's because it's the way that your brain works. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do something about it. So the whole word thing, why did I want to talk about the words? Okay, so I hear from people all the time what they don't like, what they don't want. And it's really hard for them to communicate what they do like and what they do want. And that led me to start paying more attention to some of the other things that I hear people say. And I'm not saying I never say these things, but the good thing is that I've learned to catch myself and to say it a different way or to reframe some things when I say them a certain way. I've taught myself to say them in a different way. And that's what I want to teach you today. Okay? So some of the things that we say are... I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how, right? When you ask anyone what is blocking them, stopping them, keeping them from taking action on their desires, in their business, to do something that 
that is, you know, that is going to be new, a little bigger, stepping outside their comfort zone. The number one thing, like if we were paying, playing Family Feud and we were looking for the top five answers, the number one is I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how. Right? This is this is up there with I don't like, I don't like, I don't want, I don't like, I don't like, I don't want. Right? I don't know how. These are phrases that I hear all the time. And again, I'm not saying that it's that you're a bad person or anyone's a bad person for saying it or that you're a jerk or that I hate you because you say it. But I'm saying it because we need to start paying attention to this and we need to start repeating something different. So when you repeat, I don't like or I don't want or I don't know how over and over and over again, you believe it. So you're just focusing on that, right? You've heard that phrase where your attention goes, energy flows. Have you ever heard that? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's like one of those little popular personal growth and development, you know, phrases. So anyway, where your your attention goes, energy flows, right? So if you're going to keep thinking, saying, repeating, I don't like, and I don't want, well, I don't like this. I don't want that. I don't like, I don't like, it doesn't feel good to do it that way. I don't like that. I don't know how, right? You are just going to keep having that experience because that's what you're focusing on. And not only are you focusing on it, but it's what you're telling the universe or whatever you want to make that out to be. It's what you're telling the universe you're focusing on, right? And here's the thing about the universe. The universe is unbelievably supportive. (laughs) The universe, right, is so supportive that the universe is not hearing what you're saying and then taking the moment or the time to say, hmm, I hear what you don't want. I'll try to figure out what you do want and support you on that. No, the universe is like, got it. (laughs) The universe hears what you're saying. You're like, I don't like, I don't want, I don't know how. And the universe is like, awesome. I'm going to I'm going to really um, help you to really root into that. Let's really, really get supported in not knowing, not liking, and and uh, not wanting. All right? So I've got it. And then the problem is when you follow it up with that which you don't like, want, or know, right? The universe just hears that. So the universe is like, oh, you don't want that. You don't like that. You don't, you don't know how to do that. And it starts focusing on that, the thing you don't like, the thing you don't want. And it just increases. So in order to have a different experience, we have to claim a different experience with our words. And we must start learning how to say what we do want and what we do desire. And when we start find ourselves saying, I don't know how, this is just one of them. I have a few others I want to talk to you about. I don't know how. We have to start replacing it with different phrases that we repeat over and over and over again. And I'm so excited to tell you why and about the next thing that we're going to talk about because there are certain ways that you can change your thoughts to create expansion. So when you don't know how and you say, I don't know how, I don't know how, that is a contraction. It's a contracted statement It's a contracted thought, and what you do is your whole being and your brain hone in on and focus on the thing that you're saying that you don't know. And we could even put the I don't like and I don't want in there too. 
you focus on that. And it's like if you were a movie camera, you know, those big, awesome movie cameras and, and it was like zoom, zoom in. That's how your brain is working. It zooms in on the thing that you're saying, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't like, I don't want. And it gets contracted around that difficulty. It gets contracted around that thing that is causing you suffering, right? When you're just sitting and talking about what you don't like, when you're just sitting and talking about what you don't want, when you're just sitting and saying, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how, right? It's causing you suffering, You're not liking that. It's not feeling good to you to keep going over, over and over and over and over and reiterating over and over and over what you don't like, what you don't want, and what you don't know how to do. That's not an expansive thing. It's contracting because it's suffering. It does not feel good. It is not helping you to get to your next level or where you want to go. So when we're sitting in that contraction, right? We must have tools to expand, to expand us. And we all get into the contraction because you know what I say at the end of every episode, life is hard. So what are you going to do about it? Well, what do you think that means? Life is hard. And every time there's something hard, you're going to contract because it's natural. You're you're not going to ever, I don't want to say you're not going to ever, if you get to this point and I get to this point, oh my God, we're going to be so, so excited. And the point is, that we may get to is that even when something is hard or we experience something that was unexpected or that we're not liking in the moment, it like if we instantaneously, instantaneously get like come to a point where we're in that moment, we can immediately shift, shift, right? That would be incredible. I think there are probably some people who can do that. But anyway, I'm not there yet. And I, I don't know, maybe you are, but What we're talking about here is a recognition of that when we're experiencing something we don't like, when something happens, when life is hard, when we come up against a roadblock, when there's an obstacle, when there's an unexpected change, when something really shitty happens that we weren't planning on, all that stuff, all that shit that happens in life, we contract. That's natural. That's human. And the problem is that we don't always know how to expand. And when our thoughts are contracted and we're just sitting in the negative or the suffering thoughts, we need to know how to change that to more expansive because expanding is the first step that we must be able to take in order to actually change our experience. So I know I'm making sense here. I hope I am. I started out by telling you that one of the questions that is a major important coaching question that I ask every client, I even ask it to not clients. I just ask it to strangers. Well, not strangers. I don't go up to people, but you know what I mean. Like I'm just talking to people. And it's a very, very important question to be able to say to somebody, what are you experiencing that you're not liking and what would you like instead? That's literally what the whole basis of coaching is, right? What are you experiencing that you're not liking and what would you like instead? And then the coaching begins because my job is to help you experience what you'd like instead, which means that you have to know what you're not liking, but then you immediately have to be willing to go into the solution. And the solution is what action would you like to take Or what would you like to do differently? Or how would you like to think differently, right? So you've heard me use the um, 
the phrase be, do, have, right? Be, do, have. Who do you need to be to do the things you want to do to have what you want to have, okay? And the have is anything. It's experience, um, emotion and feeling, stuff, right? Have, have. What can you have? You can have an experience. You can have, you know, a, a lifestyle. You can have stuff. So the be, do, have model is who do you need to be in order to do the things that you want to do in order to have what you want to have? Okay. And so coaching is literally what are you experiencing that you're not liking? And it can be a range. It can literally be like, I'm not liking that I don't have clarity on my next offer, right? Or I'm not liking that I don't have clarity on, you know, my niche. And it could also be, I'm not liking um, being in my relationship, or I'm not liking the job I have, or I'm not liking the way that um, that I think everyone's perceiving me in the world, right? So we have a huge range of things that we could not be liking about our experience. We could even be saying, I don't like that I am critical of myself. So we all can come up with things in any given moment that we're not liking the experience of, right? And then in the coaching model, it's, well, what would you like instead? And then my job as the coach is, right? As your coach, as the coach is, great. So how do you want to get there? And then we problem solve. And the problem solving is, what do you think you need to do? Like, is it first, is it mindset? Is it who you're being? Is it something that you're believing about yourself? Is it a thought, right? Is it something that you're, that, that can be changed about like the way you're, what you're doing? Do we need to change your actions, your behavior? Do we need to have you doing something different in order to get a different outcome than the one that you're getting now? Right? So being able to articulate that, that, um, what you want is essential to being able to begin the process of, of getting it, right? But when we're in that contraction and all we're thinking is what we're not liking and we're focusing on it and we're honed in on it. And like I said, the lens got on it, right? The lens zoomed in and was on it. We have to have a way of creating that first bit of expansion, so I often think of it as like um like a door being shut, right? And you're in the and you're in darkness, total darkness. That's when you're like experiencing what you don't like, what you don't want, what you don't know, right? And you're hating in that experience and you're in total darkness and you're focused on that. You're like, I'm in the dark. I'm going to stay in the dark. I'm just going to keep not liking this. And what we always have to be able to do is put a little wedge, a little wedge did you ever go to a restaurant and your table is wobbling and 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 your server is like, I'll take care of it. And they come over and they put that little leveler. Oh, or you might even have it at your at your house. Like we have them under like our bookcase. You know, there are these little levels that you can put in. I think of those because because I think a doorstop is really big, actually. <laughs> when you're in total contraction and you're in the dark room and the door is shut, right? If we were to like open it and put a doorstop there, you'd be like, ow, that light is blinding me. I don't want that light because you're all into your darkness. But if we could take one of those little levelers and put it in and make a little ray of light and then you start thinking, oh my goodness, maybe there is some possibility here. Maybe there is like a, a little bit, maybe I'm open to that. Maybe I'm willing, right? Because I call this the land of no. When you're in the dark room, you're in the land of no. 
I've, I get in the land of no. I try not to go there too much. I'm going to tell you what the land of no is. The land of no is when you're not liking something. You're not wanting any, you know, you're not liking your experience. Um, you don't know something. You're all like uh, contracted and someone comes to try to help you. Your friend, right? your part, someone, your partner, your, your friend. someone's like, but what about, but what if you tried and you are like, no, none of that works. <laughs> No, I already thought of that. That's not going to work. And you have every reason why someone who's trying to help you like have a different thought. You're like shutting it down. I call that the land of no. So when you're in the land of no, you don't want like a big bright light. You're happy in the land of no. And so what I'm talking about here is what do you do to put the little wedge in to start letting in a little bit of light so that your brain will be open to something else? to possibility, to choice, okay? So one of the most basic expanding things you can do is replace I don't know with I'm curious or I wonder. So instead of I don't know how to create clients and income, I don't know how to make money in my business. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to make an offer. I don't know how to change my circumstance. I don't know how to get that that boss to stop being whatever to me. I don't know any of it. What happens when you go, I wonder how I might create clients and revenue. I wonder how... I can come up with my passionate offer. I wonder when I am going to feel more confident in my business. I wonder what I would need to do in order to change my dynamic with that person. I wonder. I'm curious. I'm so curious about what could be possible if I were to fill in the blank. So the words... I'm curious, I wonder, right, are expanding words that when you put them in instead of I don't know or I don't like, I don't like that. I'm curious what I might like instead. I wonder what would happen if I was having a different experience. I wonder what that experience would be. Now, I don't know what you're thinking, (laughs) obviously. And if you're thinking like, this sounds so silly and so simple, I'm here to tell you that this is mind-changing and life-changing. This is life-changing because if you're walking around stuck in contraction, stuck in the I don't know how, stuck in the I don't likes and stuck in the I don't wants, oh, I'm going to add some other ones. I should. I should. I should do this. I should. I have to, right? Those are suffering phrases. No one's ever saying I should and I have to and feeling awesome about it, right? If you were if you were really feeling awesome about it, you would be you would be saying like I want to do that. I want to do that. I can't wait to do that. One of the phrases I love to check myself with when I'm shooting myself, <laughs> shooting all over myself is I get to I get to figure out what my next offer is. How lucky am I, right? I get to 
brainstorm about how I'm going to make more money this year. I get to visualize what might happen for me in the next three months, right? I get to do that. I get to be curious. I want to wonder. I want to put things into my my vernacular, into my language that opens me up to possibility and choice rather than the things that create contraction or that I'm contracting around. Here are some other words. Enough. Just. Enough has no meaning except to you. I'm not enough. It's not enough. When will it be enough? When will I have enough? I don't know. What's enough to you? And if if I don't know what enough means to you, I only may know what it means to me and Maybe I don't know what it means to me. I hear from people all the time who are feeling that they are not doing enough. And I ask them, well, what is enough? And they don't know. And that's because enough is a word that does not have a, it's not quantifiable. It has a totally subjective and different meaning to anyone and everyone who's using it at any and all times. So how can you work with that? How can you ever feel like you're enough if it has no definition? So when you walk around feeling like you didn't do enough or you're not enough, right? And you're having a question about your enoughness and whether or not the reason why you're not having the experience that you want to be having is because you didn't do enough. I hope that you can define enough. Because if you haven't defined what enough is, you're never going to be able to say the phrase, I am enough. I am enough. One of the most important affirmations that you can have in your back pocket, in your affirmation book, in your in your selection of affirmations, I am enough. I am enough. But the only way that I am enough means anything to you is if you have created that definition of what enough is. Because enough is so open-ended, right? So if you're walking around basing enoughness on, on nothing, then you're basically going to walk around constantly thinking that you're not enough. These are important words. I just had a big breakthrough with one of my clients who uses the word just a lot. I just... I just wanted them to think, I just want them to think it's, it, it's just this, just that. It's a minimizer. It's a language, it's a, it's a minimizer. It's a way of using language to minimize, right? To say just, just, oh, it's just this. It's just this much. It's just this. Just minimizes, okay? And it's, a, it's almost an apology. I just want you to, I just want them to do this. I just want this. Just is such an important word to look at in our language. It's a minimizing word. So these are the things that I wanted to to, uh, point out to you today, that minimizing, contracting language and phrases does not help us to get what we want. So here's what I'm going to teach you. I created a system called Evolve, E-V-O-L-V-E, right? That's how you spell Evolve, but there are periods after all of those those, uh, letters. And it's my system of changing your mind. 
it's my system of how you can go from thinking one thing to thinking something else. It's how you can go from not thinking that you can make a change that you want to make to being able to make it, to getting the green light to make it. So my one of my sort of mission statements in my work, in my business, and in, in everything I do is change is never a sign of failure. It's always your opportunity to evolve. So the system evolve stands for E for expand, right? V for visualize, O for observe, L for let go, V, the second V for voice, and E for engage. So the E for expand is addressing what I've been talking about for the whole first part of this episode, which is the way that we operate as human beings is we contract around difficulty and we use words around difficulty to affirm the difficulty. And we talk about the difficulty and we think about the difficulty and we focus on our suffering and we focus on our pain and we focus on what situation we're in that we're not liking and we we replay it and we go back and we look at all of the past and we try to figure out where things went wrong and that is all contracting. We sit in that pain and suffering and contraction until we make a choice to not do that, right? So life is hard. So what are you going to do about it? It's what choice and action are you going to make? So in my system, the E for expand is assuming that you're coming in with something. It doesn't have to mean that like you're walking around like a nervous wreck or miserable. It could be about something specific or it could apply to when the shit hits the fan. Stuff happens in life. Things happen. People die. People break up and get divorced. People lose their jobs. Like, that's big shit, okay? And we have to have tools to use when those things happen. So we need tools for everything that happens, whether they're the day-to-day stuff and you want to learn how to be someone that can manage the ups and downs of life, that can manage, that can sort of spot treat, you know, the things that happen, the things that frustrate you, the things that make you feel anxious, even going down a rabbit hole of compare and despair, you know, going on social media can like ruin your freaking day, right? So we need tools, right, to get ourselves out of pain and suffering. And pain and suffering has a wide spectrum and and everything counts. You're allowed to have your pain and suffering even, you know, over something that might be small, right? While someone else is having massive pain and suffering about massive shit that's going on and it's all okay. And we all need tools to figure out how to change the way that we're thinking and speaking about our situation so that we can start to create something different. So, Maybe you need some time to hang out in your in your suffering. That happens, right? We need to process grief, hurt. We need healing, right? Like all of that is true. So nothing that I'm saying is about like trying to ever avoid the fact that like sometimes we have to like just be with our emotions and our feelings and our not liking of a situation. I don't like this. I don't want this. This isn't what I asked for. 
I'm not happy here. I don't want to be here. I wish this wasn't my situation. Um, I feel helpless. I feel hopeless. I don't know how. I know I'm not sure. All of that is important. And it's important for when you decide that you don't want to be there anymore, that you know what to do. And that, I think, is one of the greatest conundrums that people have, which is not knowing what to do when they don't want to stay in contraction anymore, don't want to stay in the place of suffering anymore. And one of the things that 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 like that dominates that space are the words, is the language that we use. So when we go into the first step of evolve, which is expand, we try to do anything that puts that little leveler, that little wedge into the dark room and allows that first ray of light, that first little glimmer of possibility, of hope, of 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 opening up to 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 thinking to getting out of the land of no right that very first moment where where you where you're willing to hear something else where you're willing to experience something else because when you're committed to your pain and suffering and to your situation not being good and when you're committed to literally, and I think about this all the time, to literally thinking that the universe is singling you out and giving you the worst situation of everybody else, that you're the only person that doesn't know how to create clients or that you're the only person that doesn't know how to start a business or that you're the only person that doesn't know how to set boundaries and change your situation or that you're the only person who, you know, gets involved in like a shitty situation, right? I mean, we all think that we're special, we're like, I'm the special exception. I know other people have problems, but this problem is unique to me and therefore there's no solution, right? This is how our brains work. So when you're there, you need that first little that first little glimmer. And one of the first things that you can do is look at your language and start using expansive language. I wonder, I'm curious, right? I would like, I would like this, right? And so expanding even is something physical. It even, it's not only the words, it even has to do with moving your body, literally opening up your heart space, stretching your arms. Like these are things that expand you. Breathing, getting back in touch with your aliveness, okay? So so the very first thing that we have to do when we're stuck in the, the, the repeat mode of what we don't like, what we don't want, what we don't know, right? that we're not enough and we're putting all of these limiting beliefs and we're thinking, you know, I don't need that. I just, I just need a little, I just want a little, I just want one client. I just, I just, I just, when we're in that mode, the first thing that we have to do is find some way to go into an expanded place. And that's with our words. That's with our morning practices. That's with the things that we do that bring us back in touch with our aliveness and the things that we do that bring us back in touch with the words that are important, okay, to to feel into, even though they're not quantifiable. So enough is a shitty word, but here are good words. Infinite, eternal, abundant, right? The words that describe the universe, those are expansive words. So I need to feel into something expansive in order to begin to change my experience or change my thoughts, right? So changing my words is one of those first things. And then 
any of these other things that I just that I just named to you, those practices that I told you, meditating, affirming, being silent, moving your body, looking for inspiration, opening up the door and allowing that little bit of light in no matter what. Okay? Now, V, visualize. Once you're in that a little bit more expanded place and the light is in, you need to seize the moment so that you can visualize what you would like instead. Remember, this whole thing started off with these words that we're so good at. I don't like, I don't want, this is what I don't want. I don't want this. I don't like this. And you know what? I'm even just going to throw it in there that this is what people do when it went with dating and stuff, right? I know this. I mean, you know, I was single until I was 42 years old. And what I can tell you from internet, I'm sure that online internet, I was about to say internet dating. I mean, we, I did it on a desktop. I didn't even do it on an app. But well, here's what I could tell you. I could have listed for you a million things that I didn't want and that I didn't like. And after every shitty date, I could tell you all the things that I didn't like about it. And then what I learned was that it was really important for me to focus on what I did want and 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 what I did like and what I would like, even though I felt like I wasn't sure it was possible even though I didn't know because I hadn't had the experience yet. I had only had shitty experiences until I met my husband, right? So I didn't even know that I could believe that I could have the experience that I wanted to have. And that's where you are when you keep repeating, I don't know, I don't like, I don't want. It's because you don't even know if that experience exists. And that's why you have to do what I'm telling you, which is change your words, get curious, start wondering about it, open up your brain to looking for more possibilities and choices because that's what your brain is built to do as long as you use it, right? It's kind of like taking it off default and being like, hmm, this is so interesting. I didn't realize my brain does this. It's like you found a new button and the button is, ooh, expand and start thinking of other possibilities and start looking around and seeing more than just what's right in front of you that you don't like, contracting right? So the visualizing is, okay, now you have to start being able to think about what you would like, even if you don't believe yet that you could have it, even if you don't even believe it's out there, even if you don't believe you can do it, you at least have to create a vision of what you would like. Otherwise, you've got nothing to work with. It's like working with a blob of jello. Okay, then the V, I mean O for observe. This is the big one. This is where you must learn how to step back from being inside of the contracted situation and do a reality check and and collect some data, okay? So when you're having an experience that you're not liking, when you don't know something, when you are not wanting something, when you're in your not enoughness, when you're minimizing everything with the word just, right? When you're in that mode, when you're in like limit, small, contract, I don't know, You must be able to step back and observe as if you're not you. This is like the greatest thing. First of all, I just want you to know, this is the greatest thing to learn how to do. If I will teach you how to do it. I mean, I think I have to work with you to give you the experience of it. Like I I probably would need to be your coach. (laughs) I have to coach you. But when you learn how to be in observation, how to become an objective observer of your own experience, that is like the golden key. It's the golden key to everything. It's amazing. I'm going to do a course, just so you know. I'm just going to give you, I don't even know what made me say this. I am going to do a course this June 
2022. And this is what I'm going to be teaching. I'm going to teach you how to become an objective observer of your own experience so that you can collect the information that you need in order to change your experience. So I hope that sounds good to you. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I I know I'm doing it. I just hadn't told anyone about it. Okay. So when I can teach you that to collect information about your experience, then you can decide what what is working because something's working. Something's always working. It's never that nothing is working. It's never that everything about your bad experience or what you're not liking or not wanting or not knowing, that doesn't mean that like somewhere in there, there isn't all the stuff you do know because my God, you know a lot and all the stuff that you do like and all the stuff that is working. And that's why we have to go into the objective observer mode so that we can collect that data as well as collect like what's not working so that we can be like, okay, great. I don't want that. I'm going to move that off to the side and I'm not going to do that anymore. Okay. Then the next L is for let go. This is huge. What do you need to let go of that you're believing about yourself or about others or about the way the world works that's getting in the way of you being able to take action to have what you want? What are you holding on to? Is it a belief? Is it a resentment? Is it an anger? Is it a old story? what we have to let go of. And you know what? Sometimes we even just have to let go of like burden on our nervous system. Sometimes we just have to do some deep work to like relax and change our nervous system because we're so loaded up from our experience. I mean, I'm just going to say like, I don't know when you're going to listen to this. Um, You know, it, it may be when it drops for real or it may be, I don't know, some long time in the future. But right now in this very moment, there is a war happening in the Ukraine and and everyone is being affected by it. Obviously, not everyone is being affected by it in the same way. The people that are actually there having their lives and country ruined are being affected in the worst possible way. But everyone else in the world is 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 devastated and and watching with horror at what's going on. And you know what? Our nervous systems are collecting that, are collecting that feeling and those emotions and those thoughts. And you're not designed to carry all of that weight. We weren't built for this. We weren't built to to not only have our own shit and our own little lives and our stuff that happens just in our little circle— our nervous systems were not built to also be like carrying the weight, literally the weight of the world. So let go, the L, is because of that. It's because these things happen. I started teaching yoga two months after 9-11 in New York City. And I learned right after I started teaching yoga in New York City to a bunch of traumatized New Yorkers that our nervous systems were not designed to just keep accumulating all of the emotion, the fear, the empathy, the compassion, the the all of the stuff that comes up for us, right? We weren't designed for it. We've got to have tools that we use so that we can periodically upgrade our operating system. We have to clean it out like the same way that your computer needs an upgrade because it gets too full and it starts slowing down. That's you. So that's what the L is for. Let go. And then the V for for voice, 
That's back to the words. But now it's that you're clear, you're, you're forming the clear words and you're, you're, you're expressing what you do want, whether that's through affirmations, whether that's through your thoughts, because you have clarity now, because you've done all this work. You've expanded, you've visualized, you've observed, you've let go, and here you are ready to say, actually, this is what I want. Actually, I know what I need to do. I know how to do this. I'm no longer in the dark contracted space. I'm now in a space of where I can have more clarity and I can express myself and I can say what I would like instead, or I can define enough. Oh, this is enough. Oh, I am doing enough. Here's what enough means to me, right? And then the final E is for engage. And that means fucking get out there and do something. (laughs) Take action. Take empowered action. Change what you're doing by doing something different. Take a risk. Be bold. Do what scares you. Because whenever you want to make a change and whenever you want to go from not liking your experience to liking it, It's going to involve everything I just shared with you. It's going to begin with looking at the words that you're saying to yourself and the words that you're repeating over and over and over again, and then making a decision to start to expand your view so that you can eventually start saying something different. And you know what? Sometimes the process that I just took you through can happen instantaneously or pretty quickly if you get good at it. I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it. Some things are harder than others. I'm not going to lie. Like big shit, a little longer. But the small stuff, the everyday stuff, right, I catch myself. I catch myself. Ah, I'm about to go down this spiral of, you know, of, of I can't, I don't know how, I'm never going to have this. I'm never going to be able to do this. Why does she have that? And I don't there. She's further along. She has more than I had. She has more. I, we all do it, but I catch myself faster now, right? Oh my God, what do I need to do to expand this? I'm in a hole. I'm contracting. What am I going to do? I'm in the dark. I need a wedge. I'm going to put a wedge in. I'm going to use one of my practices and I'm going to wedge. Then I'm going to visualize. It is possible for me what she has. I can have that too, right? And then I'm going to observe. What am I already doing? What I already know? What am I already good at? What have I already achieved? Oh, right. Oh, what do I need to let go of? Oh, my God. I need to let go of this old story that like, you know, that, that, uh, that I, that I'm always behind everybody else. Okay, great. And then what do I want to say about it? How am I going to use my voice? I'm going to say, I can do that. I totally, I see that and I can have it. And then finally, how do I want to engage? What action do I want to take? And that's different depending on what it is, right? So, I know I started this all out by saying words, 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 and I and I realized that like as I've sort of as as the episodes evolved, it, it wasn't only about words, but it kind of it is about the fact that everything that we create, everything that we do, everything that we experience, it it is associated with the words that we're saying and that we're thinking, what we're thinking to ourselves, what we're what we're saying to ourselves silently, what we're saying to the universe, what we're saying to others, and it even comes through when we are saying it or expressing it or ourselves to our community, our audience, our 
<clears throat> prospective clients, right? So it, it's it's so connected energetically to what you're putting out into the world. It's it's impossible to use contracted thoughts and language in every other area of your life and not your business, meaning not the way that you interact with others, your clients. So so it's really important that we look at this, that we look at like, where does contraction show up in my words, in my words that I'm saying, in my words that I'm thinking? And how do I want to become somebody who can replace those things? I get to. I want to. I'm curious. I wonder, right? I am enough. This is enough, right? I am, I am more interested in focusing on what is infinite, eternal, expansive, and abundant. I'm more interested in that any day of the week than I am in in focusing on what what my brain is tricking me into thinking are my limits and what I can't have and what I don't know and and that I'm and convincing me that what I'm not liking, the experience that I'm not liking or having is the only one available to me. So, if you would like to change the way that you think, I hope that you'll start with Evolve, right? And, you know, this is what I teach, just so you know. And I actually have created courses around Evolve. So the one in June is just going to be even better, right? And so I hope that that you'll still be listening and that we'll be doing that one together so I can take you through it and teach it to you. Um, but I think that just from listening to this episode, you'll probably be able to just start having a new level of awareness. Listen to yourself. Catch yourself. Notice. Notice what you're able to express about your not like what you don't like. And then notice when it's difficult for you to express what you would like. And start to work on that. Because when you can communicate that with clarity and from an expansive place, the universe is going to deliver. And you are going to be able to create the passionate and prosperous life and business that you not only desire, but that you deserve. And with that, I am going to sign off and I can't wait to be with you again in your headphones and wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in your day, I hope you have an amazing rest of whatever it is. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure to click the follow or subscribe button on your platform of choice. And if that happens to be Apple, it's the little plus sign on the top right. You'll get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. And in case you didn't know, ratings and reviews are key to helping me to grow this show so that we can reach more passionate and prosperous people. On Apple, stars are great, but I'm going to ask you to please write a written review. One or two sentences, you have no idea. Those are worth their weight in gold. And keep an eye out. Spotify has been slowly rolling out their rating system for the first time. So when you see that feature, give us some stars. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I'll be talking all about giving away free value and why you're so worried about it. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.